0: Hello and welcome to the Bet podcast for Saturday the 20th of February 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And God don't know surname. Hello. How's it going?
1: Good. Enjoying a lovely grapefruit before this podcast. It was great.
0: Oh, I know. You're <laughs> a
1: serial killer.
0: That's what we've figured out. Men who slice Serial them. killer of your fucking value bet, certainly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am also fine.
0: Um, I, I, I was like trying to get a bit of avoidance in there and not have to look at my banker to kick us off but I might as well just batter straight in because the, the sooner I get out of the way the better our podcast looks because it kind of goes in and up up upward trajectory the minute we get that out of the way um, i done the one thing I've been critical of used and it's betting on Rangers games <laughs> Rangers were at home to Kilmarnock Kilmarnock could have lost the previous four away games 2-0 so I naturally took Rangers minus a goal Rangers won 1-0. Rangers were dreadful. Rangers are like... This, this, this title is being in a car, going downhill, and just in neutral, just letting it coast. Huh? Not using any, not using no. anything. No effort. Because you're
1: so far ahead that it's not a problem. I know,
0: but mate, it is a problem when you're coming up for European games and you can't get going for a commander mm. game. But... To be fair, Joe Rebo should have scored clean through and goal in the 85th minute and we wouldn't even be having this discussion. But I'd be lying if I said the second goal was ever coming. I was amazed we even got the one. So I was happy for a personal point of view that we even won. But aye, the banker bet was brutal. I, I'm not going in Scotland for a banker ever again. And I'm definitely not betting on Rangers. Never. See you in
1: three weeks when you're back in model. No, no chance, no chance <laughs> 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 against Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there'll be over eight goals in this game. <laughs> um, yeah, that ah, well, we, we got past
2: it. Yeah, my banker was fine. It was Mitchell and against Horizons. So it was a one 0 win. It was reasonably comfortable, but you always want the second goal. Uh, but it wasn't necessary on this occasion.
0: Is that uh, Horizons? Is that back-to-back defeats on our podcast
1: now?
2: Yes, they're yeah. they're, horrend- they're horrendous. They've six points from 16 league games all season. That is enjoyable.
1: I'm excited to talk about a team that I've identified for this week having six points from more than 16 league games. So I found a, I found a Dutch Horsens. <laughs> um, and my, I, I, my banker came in quite comfortably. I had Monaco versus Lorient to be over 1.5 goals. It was over 1.5 goals, fairly sharpish. And Monaco actually drew the game to each. Lorient have picked up, um, some decent points against uh, good opposition now. So they look to be on, doing a bit of a turnaround anyway. But um, yeah, it was always coming. It's watching, what i watched the entire game. There was so many people clean through and goal. They just don't care about defending. It's great.
0: Yeah, I was very wrong about that game because Lorient were leading to late on and I, I honestly felt that was a, an absolute pumping. But, but they get the goals. The, they yeah, got they the get goals. the goals. Um, over to the values. My value was in La Liga. I backed Athletic Madrid to beat Granada away at 4-5. So almost even money. The reverse had been 6-1. Athletic Madrid won 2-1, which ruined my prediction of a comfortable 2-0. And it was coasting towards that until I deflected goal for Granada. But Athletic Madrid basically went on the park and scored within 60 seconds. So see if I could check out those two goals the other way around. They would, they, the Granada goal wouldn't have came. They just hmm. got it early. They were pummeling them, man. But in the end, I'm glad it just came in because I was backing it as well in play. When it was uh, when it, minute went one each,
2: I went back on Atletico Madrid. Nice. Um my value pick lost. It was Everton versus Fulham. Fulham won 2-0, and at no point in this game did Fulham not look like they were gonna win. Even in the yeah. opening ten even in the opening ten minutes, they were much better. Everton were rotten. And that's twice now in a couple of months, certainly, that I've had Everton as a pick, and they have been dreadful. Like not not just they've lost a close game, but looked like they were at least a division below the team they were playing. And Fulham aren't good, um, so that was a that was a bad pick for me. And Everton are, uh, I'm not good near them.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch them ever again. They need to be getting close to that that current list pretty quickly.
1: And uh, my value pick went exactly the way John said it would. Yeah, it did.
2: John, I re-listened to your to the words you said on last week's show during this game just to see what it was you said. And it was on the money to the letter.
1: Yeah. So Stuttgart, Stuttgart uh, got a goal uh, early on. Uh, sorry, late on in the first half. Uh, they scored in 45 minutes. And Hertha um, never went away. Um and got a goal from a 17-year-old starter who came on two minutes before. Uh, this was um, Nets, who scored in the 82nd minute. And after that, Stuttgart didn't look like getting a, a goal back. And Hertha were quite comfortable with. And that way, with two teams have basically just agreed on after that goal went in. <laughs> it, I don't want to lose anymore. And I certainly,
2: Hertha were like, gaining this was an advantage anyway. Um, For effort, Hertha, I've watched a couple of their games now, like recent games. They're not great. But they put in so much effort. They like press they, even even if even if they're two 0 down, they'll play as if like it's the last five minutes, and they and they're trying to hold on to a nil nil. They just don't give up on anything, and they, it makes them really difficult. Because if score scores one nil, there's always the chance they'll get a deflected goal or just you know a goal from um, nothing. It wasn't even a goal the one from opportunity nothing, they get.
1: It was yeah, they just they just took a took yeah. a, a good chance they had. Anyway, really disappointed with that because um, that was the first game that led down the mega cup, and I think. Because I think we'd, we'd three in by then, mm. um, which was a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, I, John was correct. I was not.
0: And that was where my picks ended because my outsider and charity were both in the Australian A-League. And because somebody coughed, the whole country went into lockdown and games were cancelled. So none of my games went ahead in the A-League, which, which really ruins my whole weekend, as everyone knows. Because my Friday morning, Saturday morning and Sunday morning are all kicked off by watching about four hundred goals spread over two games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> over over ten minutes. <laughs> well,
2: talking well, I mean, about lots of goals over ten minutes, my uh, outsider sailed in. Leicester versus Liverpool. Leicester were thirteen to five, um, and they won three one. All three goals coming in the last 12 minutes. Um when that first one went in, Liverpool just fell to absolute pieces. I could. I, I was. I was sort of watching the game um, and looking at the updates as it went along in terms of odds. Leicester were forty to one with about, I don't know, twenty minutes to go or something like that. Fifteen minutes to go, um, and they were decisive. That's that's what that's what Leicester do. Um, bit concerned for Liverpool, really. Um, I didn't expect them to crumble quite so easily after, especially after after taking the lead. Um, there's a lot of controversial VAR things in that game as well. Uh, which opens up a whole different conversation. But a thirteen to five outsider being the first thing that happened at the weekend was glorious. Did
1: you get a wee early payout in that as well, Andy? <laughs> technically, technically yes. Anyway,
0: <laughs> um, through one up
2: early. I'll, payout.
1: I'll talk you
0: through. I'll talk you through how I interacted on that game. Was yeah, that I, didn't really, know. I was only watching that. It wasn't. It wasn't a great game. So I was no. only watching that for your bet. So Liverpool go one up, and Liverpool had been the much better side. without mm-hmm. not too much. So I was. Do what I usually do, see what I do when I watch a Celtic game. I watch it until Celtic take the lead and go, nah, no for me anymore. So I turned, I turned over to watch the Nottingham Forest Bournemouth game, which was and 0 at the time, and I thought, this will be a good end to the game. Bournemouth are normally quite good to watch. Jonathan Woodgate's just taken over. And then I started getting notifications from you about Leicester being at 40-1. And I was like, ah, that's not relevant, I'm just from 1-0 down though. And then my cousin, who's a Liverpool fan, going, what the fuck has happened to Alisson? Yeah. At this point, I turn over and it's already 2-1. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, man. And I go, well, there's no point in watching it now because I've already missed all the excitement and then obviously missed another yeah. goal. The Forest's well, a- game ended now. Now,
2: <laughs> Brilliant. Great choices made by John Walker. Um, it was the penalty that was given as a penalty and then changed to just outside the box. which well, didn't matter because he scored yeah, directly from it, it anyway. Yeah. Um, there was a potential offside that was reversed. Um, it was all, all systems go for for VAR at the end of that game, but yeah, I was delighted delighted
1: with the price. As we as we spoke about, we just Liverpool just crumbled at the moment. Um, we With a really good win midweek there and a, a fairly comfortable win, um, but even looking at that when we were two 0 up, I was like, we could still lose this. <laughs> it's back to like early twenty seventeen when you're like, I oh, we've got a three goal cushion. That just means we might draw this. Um, so, yeah, uh, my outsider was Cayenne versus Niort. York. Um, I backed it for a draw. Cayenne won 1-0. Uh, they scored in the 74th minute. Uh, if you look at the stats for this game, everything was a level up until that goal, and then Cayenne ran away with the game. So I was like, oh, like after the first half, I was like, this is good. Like it's equal. It's all pressing. Cayenne got the goal and was like, well, fuck, it's time to play some football. Um, still ended up 1-0. Uh, my draw did not come in.
0: Uh, as I mentioned, my charity bet didn't kick off. Um, Western, Western United versus Sydney FC didn't kick off.
2: Roll round to 3pm on Saturday in the Scottish Premiership. <laughs> There's a frozen pitch in Dingwall. Ross County versus Hibs is my pick of an away win. Also postponed. Which leaves
1: Mr Charity, the charity champ here, to fucking nail one. Uh, with Trabzorn's a Spore landing us 16 of those sweet,
2: sweet pounds. Brilliant. Um, and that's not 16 pound profit. That's no, six, no, that's total. 6 pound profit. 6 pound profit. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you, you were very ambitious with your 6 to 10 shot.
1: Did your game go ahead? No. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, so Trabzonspor of Spore won that game 1 0. Uh, they actually got a man sent off after they scored, um, but I think it was like 90 plus 3. And I went back and, and watched it. It was like just folk fighting. But I you mean, know, people just are like, I'll just be petulant to run out the time. Yeah, the guy eventually get sent off for that. So, yeah, Trabzonspor won that game. And we're just rolling that over. Um, I was not transferring £16
0: to. So. Every little helps. Yeah, but that's the price. But when £16 goes on the treble that comes in this weekend, then it'll be even more helpful. Um it's quite funny. See, so talked about the Turkish league, Gordo. Mm-hmm. Um there's a guy who follows us on Twitter that's like a, a Turkish football correspondent. I've seen that. Aye. So I messaged him and was like, yeah, why, why did Stevie Allen score and hasn't he played the next two games? And he kind replied, I honestly think it must be a translation, but he said, the coach is racist. <laughs> and I replied saying, ha, 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 ha and he was like and then he started typing more and more stuff and he was like yeah yeah after the game the first training session after the game and Man scored the manager had asked who he was or or the sporting director somebody had asked who he was and Man had said that in an interview and since then he's not played so, that's annoying so I don't know if there's been a, a miscreation but they I just had had it, no I I was like there must be a language mistake here but <laughs> the guy just going ah, the coach is racist it's like the, the teams for, the teams are all Turkish players, so man won't play much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's that's a bit annoying. But yeah.
0: I'm gonna I- watch the Turkish league though, just in case. Aye, of course We'll move on to this week's picks. Hopefully most of mine kick off because If Australia has another outbreak of four people in Sydney, all my picks will be gone. All of them, they're all in Australia. My banker is in Australia. It's Sydney versus Brisbane Roar. Um, I'm going very simply goal in the second half in a league that I trust more than anything. Sydney's games since the start of the season, seven league games, have all had a goal in the second half but averaging over 2.2 goals in the second half so I'm very comfortable with the odds of 2 to 9 on this i've not the banker in 3 weeks by the way i'm really struggling which is why i went to the the australian well
2: remember last after, year when you couldn't miss a banker streak for ever like it was a huge number couldn't they miss but i'm going back there they'll there will be a return to mean soon
0: honestly man honestly if, if if i don't get this banker i'm going to break down cuz the a league is just goal filled um, I actually seen my first nil nil that I sat through.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, um, Central Coast was that the other day. Yeah, uh, not Central Coast. Um, what was it? It was plain. I can't even I, remember how it was plain, but it was honestly the worst weather I'd ever seen. It was, it was like you know when you see the, the you know when you see Scottish games in the little leagues when somebody will take a goal kick and it will blow back. Blow to the back. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Any through ball that the wind behind it was just carrying straight through. And oh, you should passed, be taking shots from everywhere, man. But the problem was the team in the second half that had that advantage were the team that should have been attacking. So the other team were just happy not to have to really deal with anything. It was just Mm -hmm. such a bad game. But it still had loads of chances, even though it was so bad. But yeah, Sydney v Brisbane, there has to be a goal in this second half. There has to be. 2-9 is far
2: too generous, even for that. It's going to happen. Okay. My banker is on Sunday at 1pm in the Danish Superliga once again, backing against Horsens, which has been a very, very good <laughs> thing to do of late. So the match is Horsens v Odense. I'm going to take away or draw, so Odense win or the draw double chance at 1-3. Horsens have now lost their last three matches in a row. Their last 11 games have been eight losses and three draws. Um, they have just one victory. Sorry, their last 12 games, eight losses to draws and just one victory. And that was a friendly against second division group one-side middle fart. That's it. That's, <laughs> a, that's, all they've ma- that, that's all they've managed. That doesn't even count, let's be honest. No. Um, they only have six points all season, having played 16 games. Odensee are solid enough. Their last three matches produced a, a draw with third place Aarhus, a narrow two-one loss to second place Mitchelland, and a good 2-0 win away against uh, a team right next to them in the table, FC Nordjylland. So they'll have they'll have more than enough to not lose this game at odds of one to three.
0: Yeah, I could.
2: Can, I can't see it. Like I like it a lot. Yeah, it
0: looks really drawish, but I can't see the. I can't see Horstens not. Conceding. I can't see. And I can't see them getting two them goals. So it's comfortable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll round off the bankers this week uh, Saturday night. Eight o'clock it is Real Madrid at Valladolid. I'm taking Real Madrid to win at one to two. Um we talked about this earlier on this season, John, that we both thought Real Madrid were shite. Clearly not. Because yeah. <laughs> they've won four out of the last five. Um they're they're doing pretty well. Um Valladolid have won, have taken two points from the last five games. They've lost to worst teams. They lost three one to Huesca, um, who are rank rotten and bottom of the table. Um I, I can't see Real Madrid not getting a win here. Um they obviously will be playing in the Champions League the following week. Is the only thing I think why the bookies are pricing this slightly higher. Valladolid aren't even one of these teams that hold out, you know, for like really gritty draws against good teams. They lost to Alaves, they lost to Huesca, they lost to Levante, Valencia. sorry, Real Madrid just beat Valencia. They beat Getafe, they beat Huesca, um, and they beat Alaves. So it's all the teams that they, <laughs> they've just played against is the, the same run. I like Real Madrid in this spot, and you're getting them at uh, one or two.
0: Yeah, I, I, do you know the other thing as well that's going to help this is the fact that Atletico Madrid, who have had like seven or eight COVID issues, have, yep. dropped, have dropped, have drawn two of the last three games. They've actually kind of let Real Madrid pack in a title race. I they know there's only six points like, behind. I know there's a game in hand for Atletico Madrid, but yeah. it's only six points now, which is ridiculously close. Again, after, I mean, Atletico Madrid last night shouldn't have drawn against Levante. Honestly, they absolutely battered them with everyone back. Um, but Yeah, that six points is kind of getting a wee bit bit touchy. So that kind of motivation for Real Madrid is there to go and demolish Valladolid at the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, Valladolid are in a relegation battle. That's the, uh, you know, they're in a relegation battle with all those teams they've already just lost to. Like around them is Alves, Ibar, Elche and Huesca, who they've just lost against. Um, So yeah, I, I like Real Madrid in this spot, one or two.
0: I'm going back to the A League, as I said, for my value pick, it's Wellington Phoenix versus Western Sydney Wonders. Western Sydney Wonders where Ziggy Gordon and Graham Dorans is playing. I'm going over one point five goals in the second half at even money. So anything over one point five goals. It's happened in every Western Sydney Wonders game this season. Um I don't think I need any more billing than that. They are their wayside. What what they're really good at is staying in games as well. Until late on and see the way they play possession football, it can be quite boring until a team attacks them. Similar to the Central Coast game, and before you know it, they can be one or two up. Um, Wellington Phoenix get a lot of second half goals as well. They've at least won in every game. I feel very confident; it's a high-scoring game. I think with everyone having had the uh, the week off as well, players rested. Don't know if Ken Dorans is available just because he was meant to be suspended for our game. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what? See, although I was joking about how quickly they locked down in Australia. The one mm-hmm. thing they did really well, which I think is funny compared to like the way I've seen Scotland and England to do it, is even there's been COVID cases and they haven't wanted people to travel around the country, they've just moved fixtures.
2: Mm-hmm. Like if they yeah. drop them
0: at the drop of hats, right, there's no 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 real no need to worry about travel. Whereas in Scotland it's just been like, Aye, the team's not playing for four weeks, those teams aren't involved anymore. So, yeah. Aye, just that, move fixtures around, they just brought their games being the ones that's missed. Yeah. But anyway digress.
2: Saturday morning, over 1.5 goals, second half. Bode certainly yeah. likes it. So, Gold fest yeah, my dog my dog really likes that. Apologies yeah, he's for that. reading careering <laughs> up to voice his opinion on that match there. Um, um, yeah, like it, John. My value is Saturday at noon in the German Bundesliga's vice, so the second division in Germany. Paderborn versus Sandhausen. Take a home win for Paderborn at odds of 7-10. to 10. Um, this is a bet against Sandhausen and they're terrible, terrible away from home performances. Their last 10 away games, nine losses and one win. That win was against Würzburger kickers who are by far and away the worst team in the entire division. Um, so beating them isn't really any great shakes. Paderborn, bang average side, 10th in an 18-team league, ninth best home form record. You should have more than enough to get past Sandhausen here.
1: Yeah, you would hope so. That's a lot of red in Sandhausen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of a lot of red, this, I love this pick coming up next. Uh, really stepped onto something I think I really like. I will read out the first line that Flashscore have put together about this game because I didn't know that they did previews for Dutch games as well. FC Emin are now part of an exclusive club, along alongside three other sides that have failed to win their o- any games in their opening twenty two matches oh of a league dear. season.
0: Say that again. Oh dear.
1: Oh FC Emmon so Oh dear. On. Yes. Oh dear. They have. They've played twenty two games, drawn six, lost sixteen. They are rank rotten. The um no, uh, um, no Erste no the divisi side has conceded more than Emon's thirty one home league goals two point eight two on a match average. So my value pick this week, speaking of red, is FC Emon versus Pex Vola Now FC Emin are rank rotten, terrible. They have <laughs> they have drawn six games, lost sixteen out of the start of their season. Twenty two games they've played without a win. They are mince, and you're getting a uh, Vola a kind of mid-table side to beat them at even money. Now, I think this is a really good spot for um, Zwolle. Zwolle have won this game um, four out of the last five iterations of it being played when, when, when Zwolle were playing away from home. Um, they narrowly lost to Feyenoord, they beat Den Haag, they beat Willem Tvai, uh, they drew with Utrecht, and they uh, lost to Groningen. It's their last five away games. FC Eminem are, are straight-up terrible. They've lost their last five home games in a row. Um I have. When Andy was talking about horses, I'd love to see these two teams play. Because, <laughs> it, um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to take uh, Pex Vola here in this spot at eleven to ten. Yeah, that sounds, looked, awesome. I, that sounds.
0: That Yeah, awesome. Everything I looked at there, God, or you said, so I have nothing yeah. to add. All and yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yes. Um, Going back to Australia, Western United versus MacArthur. So that's the two latest teams into this league. So Western United joined last season, MacArthur this season. MacArthur have won the last two games, 4-0 and 2-0. They ought to be really settling into this league. Um, Western United, on the flip side of that, haven't picked up 1-1 picked in up one, one, 5. i just going with the form. They looked really good in their 4-0 win. Um, really convincing. Looked like a team that really settled I just think you're getting two good odds. I don't know why they're placed the way they are, why they're 19 to 10, almost 2 to 1. There was a few things in Australia I was looking at. I was also looking at Central Coast. Central Coast are playing a team that haven't won in the five games and Central Coast are top of the league just now. Central Coast Coast are 5 to 2 to win that away game. The reason I don't like it is it's Friday at 6am and I don't want people to have missed a pick. But for anyone who listens quickly, probably the Patreons because they get the video up to date, look at the Central Coast game. They're playing away from home. But they're playing a team that haven't won in five in the top of the league, so I'm kind of struggling to see why they're priced so heavily. They might be missing players though, but yeah, I'm going for MacArthur away at Western United. I really like the way MacArthur plays. Well, really high press and high tempo. I actually just people will probably understand this now. I'm just a huge fan of the Australian league. Like, like, <laughs> I, I, it's good. It's I just, enjoyed, it's I enjoy, enjoy teams, enjoy teams that play football on deck and press when other teams have the ball. It's just a fucking. It's. Do you know what? Do you know what? It is? it's. Now, obviously I'm biased from last night. I watched that celtic Aberdeen game last night and the, the least ambition I've ever seen from a team in their position. Aberdeen are fourth, well fourth in the league now, and rightly so, because of just the complete lack of ambition. Dean Campbell, who's one of the most promising centre midfielders in Scotland, Lewis Ferguson, who's been tipped to moves to the Championship and like to Rangers, Get Ross McCrory, who was playing European football, playing the Rangers, who's an under 21 captain. You've got Fraser Hornby, who's a centre forward, who's an under 21's all time top scorer. Granted, he's been injured for a bit. And you've got Camberry, who scored in the Europa League for Rangers last year. Sorry, God, I've mentioned Camberry. Apologies. Johnny Hayes, who's won three titles with Celtic, playing in that team. The team are littered with good players, and they just insist on being so negative. And then I watch Australia. You, you could watch a game in Australia without looking at the table and you would have no idea what position ah, yeah, they're in. Absolutely no clue. Aye, it would just be, oh, these two teams can believe they can beat each other. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's All just the time. All, I just wish, I really do wish that was the, the thing that Scottish football tried to incorporate somewhere,
2: that teams just had to go at each other. Interestingly, the SPL record for cons- consecutive games without scoring is seven in St oh. Johnston. St. Johnston. Had that record. Right? Aberdeen, I think, are up to six now. Yep. One away. Guess it was St. Johnson's manager when they went seven games without scoring. <laughs> oh, no chance. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> He's
1: on to oh, break his yeah. own record. Do you think that was part of his like, Andy,
0: contract? Andy, is that been tweeted somewhere? Because that's a belter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I picked it up on one of the Facebook groups I was on yesterday. That's um,
0: amazing. That's isn't that that amazing. amazing. Yeah. And Did you see even the dig that this, this, there's no time to go to Aberdeen, it's just my comparison how how good I enjo- how much I enjoy Australian football, but when Sam has went from conference to Aberdeen to the championship and his first comment in training was it was nice to go back to training that was high intensity like, yeah. I've not had that for a few years, you're like right so Aberdeen's training is at lower intensity than the English conference which is uh, sums up yeah. everything Aye. but yeah God, McCarthy beat Western United.
2: Get on it. Goals. Got on it right now. Good man. My outsider, Saturday, 3pm in the English League 1. A good traditional kickoff time. Um, Doncaster versus Hull. So these are two teams that are vying for promotion um, up into the Championship this year. Hull, second in the table, four points ahead. Just now, fifth place Doncaster. But quite importantly, Doncaster have three games in hand. So they're pretty damn close. I'm going to take a Doncaster win here because I think the odds are too big. They're 11-5, so you're getting better than 2-1 for the home team. Doncaster are the second best team in the league when considering home games. They've taken 29 points from 14 home matches. Hull, obviously a solid side, leading promotion hopes. But there's really not that much to separate between these two teams. And Hull have been beaten recently. They, They do get beaten. Uh, both by MK Dons and away at Burton, um, there are thirteen instances of this match historically on Flashcore dating back to two thousand and three. Right, that's the, that's all the information they have on these two sides meeting. Nine times the fixture has been won by the home team, and four times it's been a draw. Never been an away win. Um, Doncaster they have lost their last three games, and Hull have just smashed Wigan five nil. Right, which is why I think you're getting this big price on Doncaster. But Hull have previous for this after a big away win. They beat Portsmouth, Portsmouth 4-0 away in January and their next two away games were then losses, 2-0 to Accrington, 1-0 to Burton. Doncaster's recent losses, both away from home, I'm hoping that they're, they're, they're big losses. Hoping returning to the Keepmote Stadium will have a bit of a positive effect on them where they've been really good all season. I just think they're even priced in what should be a coin flip here. I think they're overpriced, sorry, on what should be a coin for. 11-5 to Doncaster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it should be even more even odds than that, to be yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like the draw in that game, Andy. Yeah, very possible.
2: Yeah. Very, very possible. That's really, I really like the draw in that game, actually. The odds are really, really good. Um, I just I, I i lived in Hull for a few years. I still follow the results. They're one of the teams that I always get the, the breakdown for, and I'm part of the Tigers and Tigers and news and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and 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 they lose a lot more games than you would expect.
0: I feel like they always seem to struggle when you pick Hull to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm glad to see you back against them. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully, I, I'm I'm hopeful that one comes in. i have got no real. John has comment on it. I don't have comment on it. So. Um, I'll read off the banker at uh, the outsider treble um, with Frankfurt versus Bayern Munich, and this is Saturday at 2:30, so the Bundesliga big kickoff time. I like Frankfurt in this spot. Um, having watched Bayern against Armenia Bielefeld the other night, they looked rusty coming back from playing in the the World Club Championships. Nicolas Sula playing at centre back for Bayern is one of the slowest players I have ever seen play for that team. He looks he looks exactly like Shane Duffy. Like he looks, he's, he's, he's huge, right? Massive. And he was playing against, I can't remember being a Bielefeld striker. Boss? Um, uh, sure. No, no, no. It's, it's not him. It's it's the other boy they signed from, um, it wasn't from Cologne. But they basically took an absolute kicking from Bielefeld. I, I backed Bayern to come back and win that game. Um, and they didn't. They, they got it back to, they kept conceding. Mm. Uh, they kept conceding at the, at, like on counterattacks. attacks. Frankfurt are in a really really good spot here. They've won four out of their last five games. They demolished Bielefeld. They beat them 5-1. Um they've beat Hertha in that straight Hoffenheim FC for Cologne. Uh, FC Cologne, sorry. Um Frankfurt won the last meeting uh, when they played at home. They won that game 5-1 against Bayern. Um I don't like Bayern in this spot at all. Doesn't mean they can't go out and win it, but getting any odds of 16-5 to 5 or 3-1 um, for Frankfurt to win this is enough for taking me and the outsider. They looked so, so rusty when they were playing, coming back from that, and they haven't had any uh, respite in that. They also know that there's a Champions League game coming the next week.
0: Just looking at some of the stats from it, I really, really like, there's a couple of things I like in this. I, I do like the Frankfurt to win. I do really like that bet, but there's another bet that's standing out to me. Just because if I can find it, I can am trying to find odds for it. Anytime goal scorer, you're getting Andre Silva, who is probably the hottest striker in Europe outside of like the main the main clubs outside of the top mm. Champions League clubs. He is eleven to eight to score anytime. He scored six in his last three games.
1: Yeah, there's more there's more twos next to his name than than like see on the goal thing. There's a yeah. lot of two. so even him to score a brace in that but...
0: He scored eighteen he scored eighteen goals in twenty Bundesliga games this season. Yeah. So he's the second top scorer behind Lewandowski. I think Haaland's just behind him. He's eleven to eight to score in that game. So you're getting better than even for him to score anything. I really like that and combined with the win. Because you probably win. get about what, six or seven to one for that double. Maybe even hmm. more if
1: you're yeah,
0: uh, I, I really like that. The
1: time. He was he was score. He's guaranteed to score in that game. Bayern cannot keep clean, clean sheets. I, yeah. the, I just I've got no confidence in them at the moment. They, that game against Hertha, they played the other week, where I'd take them as my banker. One 0 flattered them, as Andy yeah. said in that game. Like they didn't go away, but they, they, you know they they don't look impenetrable. And a team on hot form will give them a good game.
0: This feels like that Dortmund. This feels like Dortmund Freiburg. Yeah, It's a very kind of similar setup. It's a team that will hit them on the counter, buy them, will let them hit them on the counter the way they were playing.
1: Yeah, I really If he, if like he starts to let centre back,
0: I'll feel a lot more comfortable at this well, game. Well, he needs to, right? Because he's not got another option there now. That's uh-huh. why they've signed Rupert Campbell from like
1: yeah, for the summer. Leipzig.
0: Okay, let's go over the charities. So it's going to be sixteen pound of our money I on a. It's going to be big spending, which which, Charity which is good because my odds are coming in on this Czech game. So I feel like a bit of a shite bag, but it's still 7-11. It's still OK odds. And it's Siska Bodovic versus Opava. I'm taking the home side. Home side have won the last three games against Ostrava, Tablice and Prebram, who are much better away of form than Opava. Opava are the worst away team in the league. They've played nine games, got two points, so two draws scored six in those nine and conceded 21 goals so they are at minus 15 at home sesc have played 19 home games they got 14 points so that's four wins and two draws they are pretty dead even they scored nine goals conceded 13 so i don't expect this to be a high scoring game but i do expect SES to get through get a 1-0 win um, keep it tight but i think i think they're nailed on to get a win here um I mean, those are, that's a draw against Pilsen that's been in that as well. Bohemians who have been travelling well, they've beat them. The only real blemish they have is top table. Slavia Prague pumped them 6-0 at home. So that accounts for like that accounts for almost half of the goals they conceded at home this season as well. So if you take that game out, they've got a pretty healthy defensive record at mm-hmm. home. Um, drawing against Pilsen the biggest one for me recently, 1-1, one, one, and then going in a three-game win streak. This seems mispriced to me. Um, I mean, it's all red. It's nine defeats out of ten in one draw for Opava away from home that's a 3-0 3-1 4-1 2-0 3-1 4-1 defeat in that list um, of the last 10 seems very confident seems very mispriced keep on top of it in case I've totally missed something but yeah Seska Bodevic yeah. the home side like the Tech League Saturday night
2: nice I am going to boost the odds back to somewhere around respectable overall with <laughs> Aston Villa will be Leicester at Sunday, 2pm UK time. We're taking away when I've been really impressed with Leicester when I watched them this year. How direct and how clinical they can be, how they can turn games just by taking the chances that they should take, um, as evidenced by their match against Liverpool last week. They're great away from home. Um, they're only behind the two Manchester clubs in the away from home table, and, and that's only on goal difference. So 27 points from 12 away from home matches. Villa have been good this year, and they've overperformed uh, in comparison to what my expectations were for the season from them. But their home form is still very mid-table. Sixteen points from ten home games, eleven to eleven to eight is what you're getting in an away win, and that's too big for me to pass up.
0: Yeah, like it? Like yeah, it. it's really it's really tight for me. And I said too early, but I totally forgot that I was talking shite because. Leicester are playing tonight, so there's no way in which we could have recorded this knowing that Leicester do away to Slavia Prague. Yeah, we don't it, know. It, it really, yeah, exactly. It really depends. Like the round of thirty-two is probably still the one where you're going to see Perez and any play, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. Vardy, and Madison. I'd imagine. So I can see it having no impact. I can see Leicester resting Vardy, Madison, and going hell for leather in the, the English Premiership because unless Leicester get to the quarterfinals, semi-finals are going to be focused on that top four position. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, Aston Villa, seem to, Aston Villa seem to have travelled really well this season as well. So I like the fact that they're at home and maybe a bit more onus on them to attack. And that's really when Leicester fucking make Can teams. Can pick you apart. Yeah, yeah. Leicester
1: yeah. Of, um Leicester is the only team that have stayed in the top four all season. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. there nice. you go. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish off our charity bet with some very spicy odds, 17 to 10. I'm going to Oof. be taking Genoa at home to Verona. Uh, Genoa are on a bit of a tear at the moment. They beat Napoli um, last week. They beat um, Cagliari 1-0. They beat Bologna 2-0. They drew one each with Lazio and they drew two each with AC Milan. Um, Verona have been ranked rotten away from home. They've lost the last three games on the spin. Udinese, Roma and Bologna. So similar teams to um, that Genoa have been beating. Genoa have won this fixture the last five times it's been played at home. Um and they've won it 3-0, 3-1, 2-0, 5-2, 2-0. Uh Genoa are one of the form teams in that league. If you they're they're third in the form table with 11 points from their last um 11 points from the last five games. Verona have been mince in that spot. Uh Genoa's most consider the most considerable point for me in the Genoa kind of fact, set of facts is they have only conceded one goal in the last five games. They're not conceding goals at the moment. Verona have conceded eight. Um, I, I like this game to be a home win. Uh, I'll let the odds do the talking,
0: 17-10. I, I hey, like Chris. it with the exception of looking deeper into the stats. In general, I seem to want to always give up 60-70% of the ball. So that's maybe suited when they've played Napoli there. Um, but and then they get 0 now draw away at Atlanta, but Verona
1: seem to be similar. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I have no idea who's going to do what in this game. Yeah, um, I just I haven't looked at the last five times they've played. Like they've, they, you uh, know, they seem to, they seem to win this game at home. Um, so again, those teams change every year, though, don't they? So yeah. Yeah, how much could you? But as it, with as with Celtic and Aberdeen, there's always teams that have a certain hoodoo over the other ones. And I hope that that's Genoa versus Verona. So seventeen to ten there. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that'll be our treble. So it'll be Cesk in the the Czech League, Cis to beat Opava, Leicester to beat Aston Villa, and Genoa to beat Verona. And um, just to be a wee reminder, cheat sheet, early access to this episode live recording on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash tramplebet. It's five pounds a month, extra episodes, Shelton coming up, UFC events coming up, Andy's cheat sheet, which saves my bacon every week when I have to try and remember what what the picks were and what the charity bets were. Um yeah, we'd really, really appreciate your support. Um, it's kind of plateaued. We get the same people that are supporting us every month. So if anyone can, we'd really appreciate you joining us, helping us out, help with some of the costs that we've got for this fantastic free podcast. And thank you to the people who do continue to support us because it it's really, really does help. It. Yeah, we really, we really need it because it's you don't want to be dropping money on a podcast as yeah. long as you can cover your costs. You're quite happy, which yeah. is what we're doing just now. But we would like because we're now out the studio and back at home. We would like to try and upgrade some of our Equipment essentially get microphones and stuff out because it Maybe does. A dog guard for my uh, for my door. Yeah. <laughs> How is the fantasy football going, actually, Andy? Because I I still still refuse to log in now, especially when I know I'm dead.
2: I know. I'm... Uh, well, in the trample the leagues so and just the general salary game, we have Scott Strang at the top with fifteen hundred and eighty points. Um, but there's people in close contention: Chris Jones, Kieran Gentry. Ben Grant, Ollie Hornby, all above that 1,500-point mark. Um, so all to play for in there. The Draft League, Michael Stokes is now four points ahead at the top of the table with previous, around Christmas, it looked like me, Jason Stott, and Andrew Sweeney were the guys to beat, but we we have all been on a losing run, some worse than others. Um, so Michael and Jason head the way there. Um, you can see all this, and you can get involved in our our fantasy sports things just join our Facebook group search Trample Tramplebet podcast on Facebook join the community there and um, we'll have fantasy baseball coming up soon which is oh, a million times better than fantasy football it's going to be yeah. brilliant um, so we'll, we'll have the draft for that in the second week of March uh, so if anyone fancies getting involved in our fantasy baseball this year just give me a shout on Facebook you'll also get access to a lot of good conversation in Facebook and um, our Facebook group Freddie Quinn Couple of magic racing tips from Southern. I don't know if you, if you managed to see this, John, a 7 to 1 and a 12 to 1 shot that you fancy both to place. Both did place very nice each way double on that. That I know several of the, the group members got involved in. And then there's the usual discussion around uh, high profile football matches or low, prof- low profile football matches where someone thinks they've found a bit of value. So there's plenty of good stuff here. there.
0: Yeah, I mean, as it's literally Ben Grant. Ben Grant's been back on with hockey this week. Yeah, Nicholas Stokes has always got the rugby, and we've even got people covering wrestling. It's just there's just there's more. Put that like you just said, Andy. There's more content in that Facebook group than I can keep up with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Sorry. you just need to you just need to check it at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network.